Welcome to Vineyard 61's weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired, challenged, and encouraged by this week's speaker. For previous messages, go to our website, vineyard61.org, or subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud. Viv, if I haven't met you already, and we're slowly getting used to speaking to a camera instead of actual faces, um, but it's not a natural thing for me, so please have grace for me as, as I talk this morning. I want to talk about a spiritual law today, and one that applies to us all the time, but I think it's particularly relevant at this current time. Our daughter, Abby, is back prematurely from uh, uni, from her first year at uni, and we've been enjoying uh, tuning into her church online um, in Loughborough. And there was a time when we were listening to Rich Wilson, who leads the fusion ministry uh, amongst, us, amongst the students, and he was just talking about help, helping how to navigate uh, this, this time of uncertainty as, as a student. But I just think it really applies to us, and I've just been thinking about it since, and it's been really challenging me. Will we just drift through this time? Will we just drift through it? Are we just on hold until this time is over? I don't know about you, but I just keep saying, when this is over, dot, dot, dot. And I'm just such a planner, and I know it's such a challenge because we just don't know the timescales, we don't know what's, what's coming up next. And, uh, but I just really believe that what we take time to invest in now will affect our future. And so I want to read from Galatians 6 with you today. Hopefully there'll be a a slide that comes up and I'm just going to read through it twice this morning. Galatians 6 verses 7 to 10. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. And I'm just going to read it through a second time. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit, from the spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. And I want to dig into this passage a little bit um, today, but there's a few things I really believe that God is wanting to highlight for us at this time. I think there's ground to be taken or lost at this time, lots of ground. And what we sow in this season really matters. I think the way that we think about spiritual growth and spiritual maturity is really formed by this principle um, that we read about in Galatians 6. And I want to start with the baseline idea that God's intention for us as people is that we would become people of love and that we would be formed into the image of Jesus, that we would become more and more like the character of Christ. And sometimes we can have this tendency to talk about spiritual growth in a moralistic paradigm. 
So we talk about behaviour and we talk about making choices and we ask and we answer questions like this. Is this behaviour good or bad? Is this behaviour acceptable or unacceptable? Is this appropriate or is this inappropriate? Almost how much can I get away with? Which is not really spiritual maturity. It's uh, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is pretty clear that inwardly saying yes to temptation, even if we're outwardly saying no to it, is still wrong. And so we're generally, we're not really even asking the right questions when it comes to spiritual growth because we're just looking at behaviour. We need to recognise that we are inward beings, not just outward beings. Our inward, uh, our outward self flows from our inward self. But there are also times when some of the ha habits and practices and disciplines that we do shape our inward beings. So there's this kind of relationship between the two. So when we think about spiritual maturity, we need to move from thinking about it in a moralistic paradigm to what I want to call a formational paradigm. We need to be thinking about uh, formational spiritual growth and spiritual maturity, which isn't just about who we are becoming. Sorry, it isn't just about knowing and doing. It's about who we're becoming as a result of the things that we give our attention to. So we should be asking questions like this. Who am I becoming as a result of this behaviour? Who, who am I becoming as a result of this choice? Who am I becoming as a result of this relationship or this attitude or this habit? Everything that we're doing, they are for, it's forming us into somebody. So the question we have to ask is, who am I becoming? And I want you to see the scriptural basis for thinking about spiritual growth as formation from this passage that we read in Galatians 6. The Apostle Paul is explaining this spiritual law of sowing and reaping. And it's just that. It's a law. It's a natural law. And it's a bit like the law of gravity or the law of supply and demand. It's an observation about the way that life works and the universe works and human behaviour works. And it's neither good or bad. It's neutral. It's just a law. And whether it benefits or harms you is actually depends on whether you decide to leverage it to your advantage or ignore it to your detriment. So let's look back at the passage and what Paul wants us to understand when he says this, a man reaps what he sows. He wants us to understand that all of life is connected. All of life is connected. So your past is connected to your present. Your present is connected to your future. Your past is, your, is connected to your future. You are largely the person that you are today because of decisions that you've made up, up to this point. And you will become the person that you will eventually become as a result of decisions that you're making even now. So looking at this agricultural met metaphor that we read about, what this means is that each of us is a farmer. So say to yourself right now, I'm a farmer. <laughs> Each of us is a farmer and all of us have dirt under our fingernails today. We're always sowing seeds of something, whether that's a choice or an action or a habit. Every relationship, is, it, they're like seeds that we're planting in the ground of our life. And eventually those seeds are going to bring forth some kind of harvest, whether good or bad. And so the decisions we're making now are forming our character and they're shaping who we will become. Your life isn't on hold while we're in lockdown. It might feel frustrating, it might feel difficult, but your life isn't on hold. This is still your life. 
The clock hasn't stopped. And so how are we going to make the most of this time? How are we going to make the most of gaining ground in this time? Because there's ground to be taken and there's ground to be lost. And it, it's true that some of the components that make up your life are on hold, but the most important aspects of your life aren't on hold. Seeking first the kingdom is not on hold. Loving your neighbour is not on hold. Being a good friend is not on hold. Outworking the fruits of the spirit, not on hold. Uh, moving in the gifts of the spirit, not on hold. Our relationship to God, prayer, worship, devotion, not on hold. Our, re our relationship with our spouse or our kids, not on hold. And so much of what is important, uh, which shapes our lives and our destiny, is not on hold. So there's ground to be taken or lost. There's significant ground in your own life to be taken during this time. We're not just waiting for things to get back to normal, because if we wait, we'll lose ground. This is a time, I really believe that this is a time for spiritual formation. And this is not a time for just hunkering down and distracting ourselves until our agenda resurfaces. Habits of prayer, reading the scripture, worship are there to be formed that will last a lifetime. What pulls you through tough seasons is when you plant vigorously during famine. And there's three dimensions of this law of sowing and reaping that we can understand that Paul is using here. The first one is that we reap the same thing that we sow. My grandfather was a farmer and I didn't actually know him, but my mum used to say that he went out during sowing season and he got up on his tractor and he pulled the driller behind it, which just spread the seeds evenly behind the tractor. And then he prayed for rain and sunshine and came back months later to harvest the wheat. And one time, much to his surprise, he found carrots there instead. I'm joking, obviously, of course. I'm just testing to see whether you're actually listening. Of course that never happened. We all know that that's ridiculous, don't we? But what's true in the physical world is also true in the spiritual world. You don't sow wheat and reap carrots. I wanted to have a little visual representation of this. So I've got some, some parsley seeds here today and I want to plant them here today in this little pot. So you can see how tiny the seeds are. You probably can't even see how tiny they are because they're so small. But I'm gonna sprinkle them in my, in my little pot of compost, dig them in, Maybe put a bit of, bit of water on it. You can see I've got incredibly green fingers, haven't you? Um, <laughs> there we go. There's my little plant pot. And um, no matter how much I water it or how much I pray over it or how much uh, I, I kind of like keep coming back to it, I won't suddenly get rosemary out of it. It will still be parsley. And whatever um, you sow, you sow the, you, sorry, you reap the same thing that you sow. If we sow destructive things and reap, a, we, we won't reap a benefit from those later. We reap the same thing that we sow. What we put in, our, in the ground now is what's going to come out of the ground days, weeks, maybe even years ahead. So if you sow seeds of honesty into your life, if you sow seeds of transparency, of vulnerability, you're going to reap trust in relationships. You'll reap loyalty. You'll reap the benefit of other people being able to share 
um, their vulnerability with you, share their pain with you. And it works the other way around too. If you sow self-centeredness into your life, if you make it all about you, you'll reap loneliness as people withdraw from you in relationships. It's just a natural law. And the temptation at the moment is to think that your life is on hold, to just drift through this time, waiting, just waiting for it all to be over. But I just think that what, what we sow in this time just really matters. My screen timer shot up recently, and some of that is work-related for sure, but definitely not all of it. And I feel this nudge from God being like, who are you becoming, Viv, as you just like endlessly scrolling? For years now, I've felt this invitation from God to practice the discipline of silence and just welcoming the presence of God there. And for those who know me, you'll know that this isn't a natural posture for me. Um, but I've started over the past year to put in practices like centering prayer on a regular basis, which is such a challenge. Finding time to be quiet is always a challenge. But I know that I'm sowing seeds, even if I don't experience anything at the time. But then lockdown here, everything changed. My normal routine changed. I found myself out of my usual rhythms. And again, I'm just finding God nudging me, going, Viv, I miss you. Like, surely, surely you've got some time now. And so everything that we sow into our life is always bringing about some kind of harvest, good or bad. So we reap the same thing that we sow. Secondly, sometimes when we sow destructive seeds into our lives, it can feel like we're getting away with it. Or if we sow good seeds, we can begin to become disheartened because we're not actually seeing any difference. So the second dimension of this is that we reap later than we sow. So when farmers sow their seeds, they don't come back the next day to harvest them. It takes time. It takes intentionality. They water and they cultivate. And month after month, sometimes many months later, they come back and to harvest what's grown. You see, you see my plant here. You know, we, we, we planted that a few minutes ago. Surely, surely it's, it should have grown by now. No, nothing, nothing there. Um, but remember in verse 9, Paul says, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And I want to encourage you today to play the long game. Do the right things now. Dig in now. Be a blessing now, because what you sow in this season really matters. And at the moment, it might seem like everything is up in the air, but we'll look back at this time, and it will be a defining time, but it will only be a short segment of our lives. But what we sow in, the, in this season, how we cling on to God in this season, what we determine and purpose to do in this season will make a difference. It will actually make a huge difference. And I want to encourage you as you journey through disappointment and frustration and sadness at this time to play the long game. It's a, it's a bit like trying to get in shape. If I'm trying to get fit and I, I do my online HIIT workout one time, I'm not going to wake up the next morning and be like as, as fit as Joe Wicks. It's just not going to happen. It takes time. It takes intentionality. It doesn't happen overnight. And it's often the cumulative results of countless tiny choices. And the consequences of our actions may not always immediately become apparent to us. But eventually seeds grow. And what we're sowing in this time can just profoundly have future effects but it, it doesn't happen overnight. 
So the first thing, if you're tracking with me, is that we reap the same thing that we sow. The second is that we reap much later that we, than we sow. And the third dimension is that we reap much more than we sow. It's exponential. It's way more than we sow. And God designed the world to work this way so that we would leverage this law to our advantage. The, the tiny seeds that we saw earlier um, will hopefully grow into a parsley plant and just way bigger than the seed. It says 30 centimetres apparently on the, on the package. It's way bigger uh, than the tiny seed that was planted. Tiny seeds become giant trees. And the seemingly insignificant things that we do now will show up in big ways in our future. It's not meant to be bad news. There is a warning inherent in it, but there's also this incredible opportunity. And what it means is that we don't have to plant full-grown trees in the ground. For example, it's probably not going to work. If, like me, you want to spend time in, in silence in the presence of God and think, right, I'm going to start with an hour, you probably won't even succeed on your first day. You'll probably give up um, five minutes in, to be honest. And it's, but it's like picking up a full-grown tree and planting it in the ground. That's not how God designed it to work. So it might be that you want to try to, to start some kind of contemplative and reflective prayer, maybe venture into centering prayer. But start with five minutes. Start with a seed. That will feel like a long time, believe me. Um, Vineyard Churches have got some great resources, little um, spiritual exercise videos on their website. I think it's going to come up on the, uh, the comments section um, and on the lower third as well. But the way that God designed it is all you have to do is take a tiny seed and start small in whatever area of life and put it in the ground. Just be faithful to cultivate it. God isn't impressed by big vows and big words. God is honoured by faithfulness, even in the smallest, tiniest, seemingly insignificant details. Um, and he just delights in every step forward that we take, little baby steps forward that we take. God delights in every single investment we make into our character and in, into who we're becoming. And that's his heart for us today. His desire is that we would be aware of the law of sowing and reaping so that we can leverage it to our advantage. I've just got three simple things that I'm trying to help me sow where I want to go at the moment. And the first is just take time every day to connect with God through the Bible, in prayer, in worship. One of the biggest things that I found is that, if I, that I just have to do this first thing. I know if I leave it until I've done everything else, it just doesn't often happen. And this includes looking at my phone. I'm trying every day, first thing I do, make myself a cup of tea and have my time with God. And you might want to consider just like topping and tailing your day if you don't do this already. Connecting with God before your phone in the morning and connecting with God before bed in the evening. We want to wake up with truth and love in our minds. We want to wake up with a perspective on this world that's bigger than what we're just getting fed from the media. And we want to enter into sleep and hopefully sleep deeply and peacefully with those same words ringing around our heads and our hearts, trusting that God's going to do some deep discipleship in us as we sleep. The second thing kind of tied to the first one is parent your phone. The pull for our phones is so big at the moment. 
looking for the, the latest news, scrolling for more information, endlessly, endlessly scrolling. It's like a rabbit hole to disappear into. And so I just really recommend putting limits on your phone usage. Like I said, put it to bed before you go to bed for it not to be the first thing that you reach for in the morning. To have a rest for it one, from a, one day a week maybe, turn it completely off. And I know this is really tough, but that just shows you how addicted we are these days. And so that's just another option is just parent your phone. And the third one is have an accountability mate. Without the scaffold of our normal routines, we might need to ask people to help us to be accountable for our time. Um, maybe have some questions that you ask your friends to ask you every few days, whether that's around what you're watching, who you're connecting with, someone who can just gently remind you of your values. This isn't people breathing down your neck and just going, what are you doing wrong? This is someone that pulls you higher and calls you into your potential. And we just might need to put some new things in place and we might need the help of other people to do that. Our, our life groups have a pause week every fourth week, which is this coming week. And so this is an opportunity for everyone to, to get into a, a prayer triplet or a discipleship group where you can just go a little bit deeper with people and ask those questions, gently challenge each other. And if you're not in one, please speak to your life group leader. Or if you need to get into a life group, please um, email us or message us. And so as I finish, I just want to say, let's make the most of this time. Let's seek first the kingdom. What we do in this time really matters because uh, what we sow, we will reap. I, um, I just saw on the um, comments, actually, um, someone had posted. I just want, actually want to read uh, what somebody's posted. They obviously knew what I was talking about this morning. But it says, I have a picture of a drought, dry and cracked ground. A single figure approaches. They kneel down and plant a single flower. They water and care for it. As it blossoms, another person arrives. They too plant a single flower. Again, they water and care for their flower. Gradually, more and more people arrive. Each has a flower to care for. They are all different sizes, different colors. They need different amounts of water and care. Each person knows what their flower needs. Gradually, as more people arrive, what was once a desert is now a blanket of flowers as far as the eye can see. God has a place for you, something you were built for, a flower only you can care for. Ask him, what is your flower? It's just incredible that, like God knows, doesn't he? He knows what we were talking about this morning. He's already speaking. And I really believe he's going to speak this morning. I really believe he's, he's going to start speaking to many of you about what it is that he wants you to sow at this moment, what he wants you to dig into and what he wants you to start planting in the ground of your life. And so why don't you just, wherever you are, just hold out your hands, maybe in front of you, and just we just say, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Would you speak to us this morning? Would you speak to us about what it is you want us to, to sow into our lives at this time? Uh, Father, we give you the 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 disappointments and the sadness around uh, our plans that might not have worked out. But we just want to say our lives aren't on hold. God, would you use us in this time? Would we plant deep? Would we plant wide and scatter that seed? Would we dig into spiritual formation with you? Would we become the people of love and the people that are formed into the image of you, Jesus? 
And so as we just uh, go into another time of worship, just be asking God, what is it that he wants you to sow right now? What is that flower that, that he wants you to plant? And just receive his love and affection this morning and just let him speak to you. Let him minister to you right now. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Tune in next week for another life-giving message from one of our Vineyard 61 speakers.